information that we obtained indicates that 281 public service employees are currently serving as councillors across the country. And of these 281 public service employees, 251 are from the provincial departments and 30 from the national departments, with most of them coming from the Department of Higher Education and Training. Hmm. How was this matter discovered and or flagged? The Department of Cooperative Governance, DCOC, obtained the information from the IEC on those persons serving as councillors, and this was verified against the records on the parcel system. So currently, the unit is drafting letters to all the national and provincial departments to verify that parcel information with records kept by the department. Are these said councillors now, the 281 that we're talking about, are they in direct contravention of the Public Service Act? And if so, what action can be taken against them? Well, if those councillors are full-time councillors, then they are um, in direct contravention because Section 36.1 of the Public Service Act provides that a public service employee can stand as a candidate for elections, but then they have to comply with the Public Service Code of Conduct amongst others that say that they must refrain from party political activities in the workplace and they must also um, uh, prescribe to the other limits and conditions. Now, Section 36.2 provides them if they become full-time councillors, they need to resign from the public service. And then if they they decide to be part-time councillors in terms of Section 36.4, they need to apply for permission to um, perform other remunerative work. So they would be in contravention if they're full-time um, employees. And then the action that the HAD can take against them is to terminate their services. And then in terms of Section 36, they can request that the remuneration that they've earned be paid into the government revenue. Or they can even um, institute misconduct charges. Mm-hmm. So now, Doctor, how will the departments ensure then that employees who stand, at, uh, stand as candidates for elections will inform the head of the departments of their intention to stand as a candidate for election? How will that happen? In November 2016 already, the Minister for Public Service and Administration issued a directive on other remunerative work. So if a, if a member wants to be a part-time councillor, they need to apply for permission according to this directive to do so. Now, this, uh, since 2016, we had numerous sessions that we conducted with ethics officers to explain the procedure that they must follow. And even last year, September 2021, during the Public Service Month, as we have also Public Service Month this month, the ethics officers were trained on the procedures to follow by employees wishing to be part-time counsellors. And according to this, they must follow the normal processes to to apply for other immunitive work, where um, they must have permission before they stand as the um, part-time um, officials. And then also the, 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 the executive authority who received the um, application doesn't automatically apply, but look at if it has an impact on the person's performance and if it has an impact on the, the code of conduct. And now if they follow this procedure, then the employee that is elected um, will definitely not, or must definitely then inform the head of the department before the time, and in that way we would know that. But also we will share now this information that we obtained with UCOC, 
and continue to monitor to make sure that there's future um, compliance around this issue. Mm-hmm. So if public servants moonlight as municipal councillors, why is that a problem? Well, it detracts from service delivery where these employees then do not have um, or do not abide to the, the um, code of conduct and they do not focus on their work first. And in some instances, then they um, are more busy with their councillor work than with a full-time paid work.